Hello and welcome to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host, James, and as ever, I am joined by Matt. Hiya. Hiya. It's Christmas. Hiya. I know. Well, well, not yet, but yeah, it's well, nearly Christmas. Well, people cast it as Christmas. It's, we're at that stage of time now where it's acceptable, acceptable, I should say, to go for a drink at any point during the day and just say, do you want to go for a pint? It's like... Yeah, why not? It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like on a Tuesday night again, absolutely smashed. Tuesday night? <laughs> Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> one o'clock, everyone else is at work, but you and your mate with the day off, it's like, you want to go for a pint? It's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> that is it's that, it's that, it's that time it of year. It is indeed. And building up to Christmas obviously means there is lots and lots and lots and lots of football. Loads of soccer ball. Yeah, but we've got to that exciting stage in the Champions League, so should we talk about that? If we must. Champions League football is back. Indeed. And there were some absolute corkers as well. I had massive games to be fair. Yeah. Some huge, so many different permutations as well from these results. Like, could have happened for this, like Spurs, especially. Well, Spurs and Liverpool, and yeah, all went well. All good. Yeah, all English teams through. But we'll start with Barcelona against Spurs. Who Spurs have pretty much got PSV to thank, hmm. who managed to get the draw against Inter Milan Just to make tired. it. So Spurs only had to draw to go through. Like, poor crazy stuff. Yeah, like um, you'd have expected Inter to beat PSV to be honest. Yes. So, what a result that was for just PSV to hold Inter, let alone then Spurs to get a point from Barca. Barca obviously helped Spurs out by playing a weakened team, but they'll still be a away team at, in Camp Nou. So, Dembele's goal was ridiculous. Yeah, he was really composed. He just runs through and just sorts it. It's, it was a really good goal by Usman. <laughs> It really was like yeah. no messy in your team upsets Dembele. Coutinho had a good game as well. He was really well, unlucky not to score. I'm pretty sure it was him who hit the post twice. I know he got definitely yeah. post once. I wasn't sure if it was both times, but yeah, absolutely cracking efforts. Spurs so. can count themselves lucky. Well, that night, yeah. But well, to be fair, Spurs had about four or five chances where they should have scored. Yeah, it was, they definitely had their own chances, but yeah, like, amazed it's. Stayed at one one that game, like it was ridiculous. I have a cycle. They some did what they goals, needed like, to. So yeah, like you said, yeah, they did what they needed to. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool beat Napoli one nil, and to be fair, a couple of weeks back, Liverpool did look quite comfortable inside the top of group because yeah. there was the draw between Napoli and PSG, which just gave Liverpool a bigger gap. But then they lost to Red Star Belgrade and then PSG, mm. which basically meant that this game turned out to be a must-win if they wanted to go through. Yeah, it became massive. And it was a case of whoever won went through, really, weren't it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It just nicked it. And same as what Spurs had, Liverpool had so many chances to put this game to bed. Yeah, absolutely. Alisson made a chance at the end as well. Alisson Beckham made a 
brilliant save to prevent that. Oh play. yeah, Crackers. yeah, great. Mm. City absolutely cruised it past Hoffenheim. Just they've coasted the group really. Like they, they were never really any doubt they were going to struggle to get through. Well, to be fair, they they were losing this match, weren't they, to start with? <laughs> yeah, but they had a weakened yeah. team. They'd already it's gone through. Like, really Decent much. free kick as well by Leroy for the City's first goal. Oh, yeah. That. But Brilliant yeah, free kick. There was no doubt City getting out of this group. No doubt at all. Mm, not at all. And then Man United went to Valencia. And uh, the game didn't really mean anything, but United needed to, like... The players especially needed to prove themselves, I think. Like, this were a game, even though it didn't mean anything, it's a game where you can go out and express yourself and, like, try and start cementing a starting place every week. Oh. And they just looked awful. Yeah, it wasn't a great night at the Mastaya for them. Oh, hey, do you feel at least Phil Jones scored? <laughs> I've got some serious questions about that yeah. own goal. It's mainly about Valencia. Like, I know Phil what, Jones... the team or the player? ...puts the ball in the back of the net. The, the player, <laughs> yes. sorry. <laughs> the, Valencia cuts across to come into the middle to help Phil Jones with that yeah. one guy. And it completely leaves someone yeah. out wide. So if... I can't remember who it is that, that's attacking ball. Is it Batshuayi? Yeah. I think it's Batshuayi. Um, if he literally picked that up and knocked out wide... They were through on goal and there were no stopping him at that point because Valencia just completely left his man. There wasn't one single United player that was like holding their own position in that yeah, game, I, I felt. Like they were just sort of playing everywhere and there were no organisation to them. There's just no fluidity in that team. There's no cohesion. There's no There's no nothing. They're not a team. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, I suppose, considering that game was yeah. garbage, we should give a massive shout out to young boys, boys. who uh, <laughs> beat Juventus. But they did, um, they have qualified, but they did kind of name us a relatively strong side, yeah, to be man, honest. But... Ronaldo and people about. <laughs> but yeah, end of the day, it's just 90 minutes. Stranger things have happened, but. Like, yeah. Carlo won 4 0 this week. Uh, yeah, we're not talking about that one, though. <laughs> we wouldn't, so yeah, we. Cool. Did you happen to see um, uh, Ajax Bayern Munich as well? Mm. Oh, it was 3 all in the end, wasn't it? It was like red cards go three, three, yeah. two red cards. Oh. I couldn't click on what you were getting at there, but you... no, I remember it now. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Muller's red card. No, I've not seen the actual incident, but I just know the score. Oh, my God. It is ridiculous. Like, the ball's played over the top, like, switched over the yeah. top, and Muller goes to try and control it. Doesn't look at the man at all. It's com- it's one of them complete freak things that yeah. happens. But honest to God, it is brutal. If someone out there has not seen it, go and look it up. He literally, it goes, he raises his foot to head height to control yeah. the ball and doesn't realise the Ajax player's yeah. there, and his foot goes straight through his head. <laughs> mm. Like, it is brutal. And Mul- he's instantly apologetic. Like, he knows what yeah. he's done and he knows what's coming. But, my God, that is brutal. You know what I it thought you were going to say when you saying the ball was getting launched over to Muller? I thought you were going to say he's going to take it into the corner. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. Sorry. Here we go. He's already cracking out them cracker jokes. Let's see what it's <laughs> Christmas. I know. Like it. Like it. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Like yeah. It. It's Christmas! Mm. 
I'm going to abuse that far too much. Um, <laughs> the Champions League draw has happened as well for the yes. next stage. Uh, Man United have got PSG. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> They they really are going to struggle, but oh god, no, knowing United, I reckon they're going to end up pulling out a win. I'll take that bet, man. If you're going to put money on it, like I, I, United being United, I can honestly see them like getting one getting, of them. You know, trounced. <laughs> it can literally go it one of the either way. Yeah, I, I know what you're getting past them, yeah. or they'll win one nil and play it probably the best game they'll play all season. And that's what's really annoying about United because they they can turn like look at against City last season when they pulled it back to three two at one, like mm. crazy. And yeah. I feel like they're gonna have one of them performances. There, they might not. They might get absolutely like trash, like you say. And PSG might slot six past them. Yeah, but... I think they'll end up getting absolutely pumped in these two games. Like... I hope so because <laughs> uh, I love it now that Man United sort of become the Arsenal of. Um, I think it's worse than this. Arsenal, to be fair. Do you think? Well, the way United play, at least Arsenal actually gave the fans something to kind of enjoy because they're always playing like they're always known as the Barcelona of England, weren't they? So like they yeah. actually play decent football. United, they play negative football and they can't even do that properly. So <laughs> very true. Uh, Spurs have got Dortmund, and it mm. will be a tough one for Spurs. But on the day, I do think they're better than Dortmund, and they could win it. I fancy Spurs to get out of this group. Um, this group, sorry, this this round, I should say, they should go. To, they yeah. should call it, um, progress. That's the word. They'll progress to the yeah. next round. Yes, <laughs> progress. Having having the first game being at home as well, I yeah. think, would help them, so they can sort of set the ball rolling and then hopefully go to Dortmund with just a lead to protect. I always think it's better to have the home the home leg the sec- better the second time to be truthful. I Do you think? think? Yeah, I, I don't. I would rather play away first, like. Fair enough. I, I, um, just personal opinion. Liverpool have got Bayern Munich. This is going to be a good game, this. It's a good tie. It's a really good tie. Yeah. Liverpool at home, I think they'll be all right. But it's away where they're really, really going to struggle, I think. Bayern are, Bayern are capable of taking any team apart in world football, to be true. And that's even like against the Cities and the Madrids and whoever and yeah. Barca's. The Bayern are that good. But Liverpool... They are in ridiculously good form at the moment, so it's going to be a really interesting game. To be fair, but Anfield is a massive advantage to Liverpool. Like they just seem to that crowd there just seems to give able to give Liverpool an extra ten percent. Literally twelve man in easily, and it's ridiculous. Them heading to the Allianz. Yeah, don't know about you're, not, you're gonna have to shout very loud to be heard. I know, there. I know. <laughs> crazy, but. The one thing is, it for me it'll really test that Liverpool backline. Yeah, like really, really test it. Like, is this now a secure backline that could take down teams like Bayern and hold them out? Because I, I feel like the front three could tear um, Bayern's defense oh, apart because yeah. they're quite slow. Yeah, yeah. Like they've definitely gone for pace because. Boateng's nowhere near as quick as he used to be. I was going to say, because he used to be and, lightning, um, to be fair, Boateng. Well, it was awful in that Ajax game. Yeah. He was constantly caught ball watching and he just he didn't look up to it at all. I think he's still reflecting on that horrible World Cup that he had. True. <laughs> like, God knows, but that is 
for me, that's going to be like the one to keep an eye out for. And like, that'd, yeah, that'd be a really definitely. good match to watch. Yeah, that's when you can go to a pub and get absolutely wrecked. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and then City have got Schalke in Germany. Yeah, City uh, will be fine. Can't see Schalke. <laughs> yeah, City yeah, fine. Can't yeah. see Schalke being a team to to end Champions League hopes for City. Nah, they'll be fine. Perfectly fine. Um. But that, that's Champions League all done and wrapped up. Okay. So let's move on into the Premier League. And we will start with Southampton Arsenal. And what a game this was. Yeah, um unexpected result, but it was a it was a good game. Was it really, really good game? Had, like it it had a boring like two, three nil Arsenal win on yeah. written all over it. But yeah. wow. Crazy. Um, before we talk football match, okay. I have some football facts. Okay, okay, hit me. I've gone fact heavy this week, like I always do. Um, this is Southampton's first league win in all competitions since beating Palace in September. That's fourteen games without a victory, which is shocking. Yeah, yeah. So, at least they picked up the win here. Um, Southampton, the first team to score three headed goals in the Premier League since West Brom, or should I say Rondon yeah. did it against Swansea <laughs> in 2016. Yeah, that that was an unbelievable game for Rondon. That the hat trick of headers. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Well, Southampton are the team to do it after. Well, since then, and they have actually done it before, back in 2001 against Ipswich. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Bit of history there. Uh, and Arsenal have only won one of their last seven games against Southampton in the Premier League. They've drawn four and lost two. Hmm. It's honestly safe to say that Southampton are Arsenal's bogey team. Well, those stats don't lie. So, yeah, definitely. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, yeah. That, that is crazy. That I didn't know that oh. until I'd looked it up. Like they only won one in the last seven games against Southampton. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Especially considering the form that they're in right now as well. Yeah. Like Arsenal have been in some good form and they've done really well, but then to get knocked back a peg by Southampton is a big shocker. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. But Hassan Huttle has three points. Yeah, great yeah, great ruined. great result that for him. Outstanding result. Honestly, first home game. What more could you ask no, for? Nothing more. Perfect result for them. Perfect result. And I bet it ruined a lot of hackers yeah. out there as well. Absolutely. Definitely a coupon bust to that. <laughs> Did you have it nope. on? Ima- imagine if you'd have stuck a tenner on a 3-2 Southampton win. Printing money. Odds. Odds yeah, on that. Ridiculous. Well, let's talk about the actual game anyway. Um... Opening goal, Danny Ings. Yep. What a ball from Matt Target. Yep. He he literally hit the target. <laughs> Pudding. It was an absolute brilliant yeah. ball. But Koscielny, I know he's been out for a long time and whatnot, but what was he doing? No idea. You'd have to get into his own head to realise what he was thinking there to be truthful. But like he said, it might be a case that he's just a bit rusty and he's just... A... Off the pace, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, why didn't he head it? Like, yeah. Like, he goes to fling his foot up to try and stop Ings getting on the end of it. But 
it looked so much easier to just literally flick his head at it and then he could have just knocked it out for a yeah. corner or whatever. But Ings, it was a, such a brilliant header. It was. Keeper had no chance. Great header. Like, this game was just like heading miracles. <laughs> and it, it literally took less than 10 minutes and Arsenal were leveled through Mkhitaryan. Yeah. And conveniently enough, it was a header. Yeah, I know. <laughs> from, so it, Edge of the box into the bottom corner. It was an even better header than that. That was decent as well, to be fair. It was head fest. Like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and then moments pass and it's just get even better. And <laughs> this header, header was the best one. This header was class. It's such this, a good header, this yes, is. I read Danny Ng's second is um, like it's such a good header. Like it it's got the curled sort of looping like trajectory to it like it's such a hard header to pull off and he nails it to get it into Leno had absolutely zero chance like zero chance yeah Leno had one of them games again I thought where he's a bit flappy um yeah yeah I can I see where you're coming from with that to be honest like I think he's one of them one of them type of people that have that one game a month where he's a complete liability and he could cost you a game like this like I know the the goals that Southampton scored were absolute, yeah, brilliant, absolutely. brilliantly worked goals like from Southampton. But there were moments where you sort of thought, "Oh my god, like why are you like parrying that down, or why are you not dealing with that?" And like his positioning didn't look right either. He just, I don't know, I didn't seem up to it. No, I know what you get at, but can't take nothing away from this header from Danny. Not at absolutely all. Top. Not at all, mate. Brilliant. Um, and then there was the unfortunate deflection from Vestergaard, which sees Mkhitaryan shot beat. A very solid-looking McCarthy as well. He had a very yeah, good game, McCarthy. It left McCarthy, and he had absolutely zero chance to recover, because obviously he'd already stepped one way to take the initial shot, but then yeah, Vestergaard going the other way, so he had no chance of recovering to stop that. But yeah, very unlucky. Yeah. And I bet uh, Charlie Austin must have been absolutely losing his mind when Shane Long's offside. Goal got disallowed for offside. <laughs> Seen park life references everywhere. <laughs> it's the best league in the world. <laughs> but to ensure there weren't any park life references in post match interviews, he got the header to win. He did. Um, but because Leno, this stopped, is what I'm on about. Yeah, with, it was like, yeah, is the is the ball in that good? Or is Leno misread it? Or what, just I drop. I think. Print? Number one rule as a goalkeeper, when you come out to it, you've got to what? Get it. Well, commit, oh, yeah. yeah. Like That's that's a number one rule. You learn it at like, school level playing football. Yeah. If you come out, you've got to commit to it. You can't come out and then back out of it because that's when danger is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, And he sort of comes out to try and get long before he manages to pick it up and then changes his mind because he sees Austin coming in on back yeah. post. And then Long's just got to pick Austin out, and then he completely misjudges coming out to like flap his hand yeah. at it. Uh, Austin nods yeah. it in. But very well worked goal again from Southampton. It was like Southampton gave a real good account of them because of how poor and lackluster they've been this season. Yeah. They were, this was a pretty much a different Southampton team by the way they were playing. Yeah, like they they looked really good. They looked organized. They looked resilient and. All credit to them, they look defensively yeah. capable and they're actually creating some 
some really top draw chances, which are clearly suiting the needs for Ings and Austin to get goals that they need. Because those two are decent finishes. I don't think anyone would ever doubt that. They're, they are. They're quite, to be fair, they're both natural finishes. I'd, I'd probably say even Charlie Austin probably more natural finish than Danny Ings. But it's just, yeah, it's been one of those seasons for them so far. But this game, well, Danny Ings is heading ability in this match. Wow. It's wow. crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. I'll, I'll not get oh, over that header. header. That header's got to be up there for contender. Yeah, goal he's like, such a good header. Like we we have seen some good goals this weekend, but poor that was it was top draw. It was top bins. Um, I, I know it's only one game, and I know like people always do. If people always bigger team up after they've had one mm-hmm. strong result, but I do honestly think Southampton could have a turnaround coming. Um, this is a massive result, though, because obviously Arsenal are a very good team, and like we've already said a couple of times, Ings' headers were class in this match. But it's just one game at the moment. You can't. Uh, it's yeah. Say that in a say that after a couple of games, if they've won the next two, then well, yeah, maybe. As we know, December January time with all the compact fixtures and game after game after game. It either makes teams or breaks teams. And if they can string some decent games together and pick up yeah. some points, and like we've said multiple times before, like even last year and stuff like that, they have got some serious yeah. talent in that team. Like The ability that they've actually got to hand, if um, Hassan Hull can get the best mm-hmm. out of that and get them performing yeah. week in, week out, and then maybe even bring some more in January... I could see him sitting mid-table comfortably come February. Um, yeah, potentially, yeah. Just, just go wait and see, haven't we? Yeah, like could, like he, say, could, he, he, could it could happen, mate. It could happen. Only one game, but I've got faith there's, because there's been many stories of teams that have been poor and managed to push them. Like look at Crystal Palace. Was it last season or season before? It's it's every season with Palace, isn't it? They always start off dreadful. And then... Oh, true. They actually got a win this week without Wilfred Zaha. Strength. That's just yeah. amazing itself. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we best move on to the big one. Carlisle versus Colchester. Yeah, 4-0. <laughs> 4-0 this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool against Manchester United. <clears throat> 3-1 win for Liverpool and yeah. uh, in all honesty looking at the scoreline you'd think oh that's a decent game but it, there really wasn't much in the second half I don't think the first half was great because it was like yeah. it was just watching like a, a school team try and hold out a Premier League team mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was it was brilliant <laughs> but, yeah for United obviously but yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've got some more facts for you, though. Go for it, mate. Talking football. Liverpool are now 19 points ahead of United. Their biggest ever lead over them um, in the first 17 games of the season. 19 points. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Liverpool, obviously, well, it's the best start they've pretty much ever had, and United's probably their worst ever start they've ever had. So, combination of those two, get a massive yeah. gap in between. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there isn't a massive gap in between this one. Yeah. United have now conceded 29 goals in the Premier League this season. Yeah. That's only one more than they did in the entirety oh. of last season. And considering Jose Mourinho is world-renowned for his defensive style of football, hmm. 
Yeah, keeping things like, cheap, working from the back. We're not even at the halfway mark yet, and they've already conceded more goals than they did throughout the whole of last season. Yeah, I know. Like, it's it's bad, mate. It's it's bad, really bad. And just one more for you. This was the 201st meeting between Liverpool and Manchester United in all competitions. And Liverpool have now won 66, drawn 55, (laughs) but lost 80 of those. But if things stay as they are for the next few seasons coming... Well, you'd need need seven more seasons. Well, there'll be another game, so it's six and a half seasons for it to be tied at... 80 wins, eight, uh, eighty wins, 55 draws, 80 losses, just working the quick maths there. So, a few seasons to go, but if it does stay like this, it could easily happen. Yeah, like, at this rate, United are going to be in championship in that many seasons. <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. Like, I've never seen such a, a, a top-tier team fall from grace so badly. Yeah. Like, there's not even talk of making top four. Like, they finished second last season. Mm. Like, a lot of people forget that. A lot of people seem to think Liverpool finished second. Yeah, definitely. But they actually finished fourth. Yeah, I know. Like, like it's it's ridiculous. I, I just don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> like Get rid of Mourinho, get Pochettino in, or Allegri, or anyone, just anybody. Would, would people like that want to go there, though? Like would as if you were a manager of Spurs right now, I know they've not really won anything, but the talent that he's actually got there, would you want to leave that to go to a United team that's full of pensioners and full of players that could struggle to get into an Everton team? Um United have obviously got the history, they're a bigger club, they'll have more money, he'd be able to attract better players. I know Tottenham are definitely the better team at the moment, but United are the bigger club still. There's still there's more yeah. chance of him winning trophies at United than there is Tottenham, like bigger trophies because I think there's they've got more potential and more scope just because because of the size of the club and the pulling power. Because he he could go to United and buy Harry Kane. So he could, but would Edward would let him because Edward would has got a massive thorn up his bum, <laughs> and like. I honestly don't know if it's Mourinho or if it's above that's the real issue. Um, bit of both, I think, to be true, because um, United have obviously been reluctant to give Mourinho money this summer because obviously it was well known yeah. that he wanted defender, wanted defender, wanted defender. But at the same time, United didn't give him money because he's already spent thirty million Lindelof, probably similar for Eric Bailly. He spent 18, yeah, 20 mil for Diego Dalot. To be fair, there's talks of him. Fred wasn't actually signing. So I don't know what's going on with that. But Well, to be fair, he plays in Matic's role, yeah. doesn't he? And he signed Matic. So, like, I, I can get that, yeah. It's... What, what I think one of the two have to go. Either the board needs to change or they need to trust Mourinho to try and get him out of this system up to the system out of this situation but that would involve giving him more money which he's already spent a fortune on and potential majority of the flops to be honest i can't yeah. think it was like, who's been the most name, recent, name um Mourinho sort of recent man united sign in the past few years that made a real yeah, yeah. difference matter no. maybe Put, well, you Matt, know what Matt, 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 
it's decent for them. I, I think Matic plays an important role in that team when the rest of the team Matic um, had that had that one game last season where he honestly stood out and he was unbelievable in the way that he freed up Pogba and let Pogba just have that sort of free yeah. role was incredible and they worked so well yeah. together. But why can't he get them doing that week in, week out? That's like the... It's like, oh, it just really infuriates me. I've got no idea. And, you, and you're not even a Man U fan, so... Well. <laughs> no, no. Like, it, it really stresses me out that some of the talent that they've actually got there and, like, Lukaku's hiding from the ball. Yeah, well, he's turning to Ben Teke. That's his issue right now. It's It's actually, like... Like, I've, I've been watching, like, you know, like they do the post-match analysis and stuff yeah. after a game. Like, they were highlighting the fact that Lukaku was literally, like, turning away from the ball. He didn't seem interested in chasing the ball off or, like, making the run to get, like, receive yeah. the pass or anything like that. He didn't seem that interested. He sort of hid away, especially in that yeah. second half. He really hid away in that second half. And, like, that's not what you want from a... Like, Harry Kane and Lukaku are quite similar strikers mm. where they're going to be a big man and you're going to use that strength to sort of feed your runners through. Yeah, there's two major differences between those two strikers. One's full of confidence, one has zero confidence. Yeah. Lukaku is probably one of the most unconfident players in the Premiership right now. Unfortunately, he's Man United's tough. leading well, main striker. Yeah. I know there's Rashford and Martial, but in Mourinho's eyes, I'm pretty sure you'll probably see Lukaku as his main striking force or when on form, so... At this point, I'd just completely switch it up. I'd change up how they completely play. Like I'd try everything. Mourinho's won Champions League. He's won so many different titles with the system that he plays right now. So, And there's a lot of talk of the fact that obviously he lost Rui Ferrer this season. It's whether he's part of the reason why United are struggling so much because he hasn't got that second person that he can bounce ideas back off or can give him suggestions or whatnot. And... hmm. (sighs) It's painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we we best talk about the game. Yes. Um, it was a really lively opening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lukaku's offside swing and a miss goal. <laughs> he was nowhere near the ball. I yeah, know. <laughs> Interfered though, didn't it? <laughs> well, it. To be fair, yeah, he, I think he did. To be true, because obviously I think Alison Beck was expecting the ball, him to actually hit yeah. the ball, because because obvi- obviously if he knew that he wasn't going to get to it, he'd it have stopped that quite easily. Yeah, clean. He anticipated Lukaku trying to swipe it into the front post, and Lukaku just Lukaku was probably hoping Lukaku was probably actually hoping that he just got a first touch on it. He probably would rock it into the back of the net. <laughs> I think that was his first touch, wasn't it? <laughs> Rockets. Oh dear. Um... Yes, yeah, so there was that. There was the Hayes big save from Firmino's effort. Yeah, a cracking save that. And then before we knew it, about twenty-five minutes in, Liverpool are one-nil up through Mane's goal. And Good goal this. Firmino had a cracking game with the passes that he was playing in, and the ball into Firmino, uh, to Mane. Yeah. Um, did I say Firmino or Fabinho? He said Fabinho. Good. Uh, <laughs> the ball into Mane, and then the control and finish. Oh. Top draw. It was it was brilliant. Like it was a really clever ball in Marnie's yeah. uh, movement because obviously just before that it was actually hanging off the um, the, the left back. And he's come yeah. cut in and cut out, cut in and lost his man very cleverly. But the ball is sublime. First touch chest. It just volleys it past De Gea. Great goal. 
Yeah, honestly, I really like Fabinho in this game. We've obviously not seen too much of him, but yeah. they were speaking about it after the game, like Klopp's man management with players. He he oh, literally waits until they are like completely ready for it. And I think, to be honest, it could do with maybe doing the same with Keita at the minute. Yeah, because he started off really well, but he sort of dropped off, and he's sort of becoming a bit unnoticed. I see where you're coming from. It it might be a case of you just need to pull him out for a little bit and reinitiate. It's it's not like they're lacking options in that midfield, really. No, Liverpool have got a decent squad. Obviously, they have built on the squad this because last season it was a case that they had a really good first eleven. Then yeah, was much, but now. They they look a, a really good solid squad. Hence why they are yeah. in the league because they're able to rotate players and get different players in and yeah, exactly. looking, good, looking good. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, it didn't take United long to level the score. Mm. Uh, we had Jesse Lingard pouncing on that parried cross that Lukaku put in. Pretty poor from Allison. He did try and catch it, but. It could, there was too much power on the cross because yeah. Lukaku's got a foot like an elephant. It was his first touch, remember? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was absolutely drilled. I don't know how, how a striker would have been able to latch onto that and keep it like low enough to find the net because that was hit with some venom. Yeah, um, I don't, tried I don't think it helped the fact that um, it's the pitch was extremely wet at this point and uh, the ball was slippy, so that won't have aided yeah. Alisson at all either, but... To be fair, he has he's rarely made mistakes this season and still a top goalkeeper, but uh, Lingard did well to just um, anticipate this happening and smack it into the ground and it bounced over Alisson and went in. Yeah, you, you say rarely makes mistakes, but the first goal that he conceded was because he lost the ball yeah. on the edge of the yeah, box. Yeah, I know. I remember he, that. I'm always holding on to, to that when a Liverpool fan it. <laughs> Yeah, but when a Liverpool fan says Alisson's the best keeper in the league and he never makes mistakes. Remember that first goal he conceded? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, realistically, it was all Liverpool. United did get the equaliser, yeah. but quite fortunate, really. Um, they had a couple more chances, but they were, they were just cut out at like the last second. Like I remember Robertson um, putting the ball out for a mm. corner can't remember who whipped it in. I think it might have been Ashley Young or someone like that. Whipped the ball across and Fellaini was literally midway through his diving yeah. header and Robertson gets the slightest little flick on it to get it out. And Liverpool defended really well yeah. like that. Like they, they absorbed the pressure and then dealt with it yeah. really well. Which is something that you couldn't say about a Liverpool defence for a very no, long No, because I remember we were having the conversation at early point of last season, maybe, like Liverpool's front of force with Burnley's defence. I remember we used that analogy quite a bit early on last season. Yeah. So, Yeah, that that would be like the the team, <laughs> the desired yes. team. This season, maybe not Burnley's <laughs> defence, though. Let's not, let's not go for that one. Um, but then... Shakiri entered the field. Oh, I do like, I God, do like this, this man. man. This man is the signing of the season Ooh, for me. That's a that's a shout. Thirteen million and what he's done and what he provides. Every single game, yeah, he does get lucky with both. It's yeah. like I'm not going to deny that. But he's always changed the game. He's always had such a vital impact on pretty much every mm. game that he's come on in. 
he's either scored, he's either been involved in the build-up. It just adds that different... Um, help me out, what's the Dimension. word? Different, like, method. Yeah. That, that'll yeah, do. That'll, that'll do. <laughs> like, I'm still... It's just a game. I'm still trying to think of if I can think of anyone who's a better sign of the season so far. Fred, maybe for United. Um... <laughs> Anderson oh. for West Ham. As well. Oh, Lucas Torreira, Arsenal. Yeah, that's a good shout as well. Torreira, Arsenal would be my call. But um, I'm not, hey, I'm not disagreeing with you really. But it's been didn't start. He had a slow it's... start. Well, to be fair, he was only getting a bit part played. To be truthful, but. Yeah, he's, he's got a bigger role now, hasn't he? Than what he started it's out. There's never been a doubt of his quality. He's been, he's been classed wherever he's been, but more times than not, he's been well. Well, Stokey, obviously, he was a big fish in a small pond, but he's been at Inter and Bayern and that, but he's struggled to get a foothold in that team because obviously they're very good teams when he was there, anyway. So, might yeah. be able to push on this level two, Liverpool team. Like, I remember his debut goal in the preseason friendly against Man United. He's got an overhead kick. Of red kick, yeah, it's a really good player. Yeah. There was um, the the thing with Stoke when he was at Stoke is he had the same ability as what he's got now, obviously. But the no disrespect to who he was playing with and stuff, but they didn't quite have the the awareness and the the ability to <clears throat> like help him out with what he was trying to do, and he had to do a lot of things on his own. Um, but now that he's in this Liverpool side that is full of pace and full of ability and everyone just wants to be yeah. involved in it, like he, he's coming off a lot better than what it was at Stoke because things like that are working out for him more. It can it can play a, a 30-yard over-the-top through ball pass to someone and they'll be able to get on the end of it. Like at Stoke, Peter Crouch up front, not really going to Yeah, happen, obviously <laughs> the better plays you play with, the better you can play. It's just that really. Exactly, exactly, and he's he's really coming into some cracking form. Even though both his goals were deflected, still got to take the shots, though, haven't you? He'll take. Them. Still got to be in those positions. Exactly, and they still counted as his twice. <laughs> cracking stuff, but the stats hmm. at the end of the game: Liverpool had thirty-six shots, the most in the Premier League season so far. Man United had six, like. Says it all. They had a, Liverpool had eleven on target. Man United had two. Uh, Liverpool had six five percent possession, and Man United had thirty five percent possession. Yeah. It's like it, you'd even go as far to say as United didn't really set up too defensively compared to all the previous yeah. nil nils. United actually did look like they wanted something mm-hmm. out of this. A lot more so than the other games yeah, that yeah, we played yeah. against yeah. them in the past. But it's just Liverpool. Liverpool were that, that good and Man United is just that shot. bad. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But that brings us on to the other Premier League results. And we will start with Man City against Everton. Yes. And Man City have won all 21 of their games in all competitions this mm. season when they've scored in the first half, right? And won every single one. All 21 yeah. games that scored in the first <laughs> half. The five games in which they've failed to win this season are the five games 
in which they have not scored in the first half. So basically, Boom. to put a bet on, if you bet on City to score in the first half and that comes in, City will win the match, so it's a decent double. City go in the first yep. half, City win the match. Yep. Although the odds won't be too no, brilliant it's on that pretty because much that's what's the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's quite that's quite an interesting fact that the fact that if they don't get that early goal in the first yeah. half, they then haven't gone on to win, which is like strange, really, because last season we were seeing quite a lot of yeah. late goals. Like I remember Sterling popping up two or three games where he'd got a late goal to get like a one nil or a two one yeah. win or something like that. But this season. Crazy stat. That's Absolutely. Crazy. But yeah, for this match as well, though, City started this match with a lot of changes. Like Gabriel Jesus was up top, Aguero was on the bench. That Yeah. Gabriel Jesus had a very good game, I thought. Really good game. He did. There was a really good, really good header from him as well for one of the goals. Absolutely. Yeah. Correct and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Palace Leicester. Palace winning 1 0 against Leicester. Yeah, I was surprised. Surprised with this to be fair. Yeah. I, Leicester have lost three consecutive games without scoring against an opponent in the Premier League for the first time since April 2002. They're on a poor run of form. Yeah, they're a poor Leicester. run of form. That isn't good at all. And it's, uh, Leicester have literally been so hot and cold recently. Yeah. Like they went through a good flurry of form where they're like Madison on top. Form. Yeah, well, they started the Vardy season was incredibly hard. well because I just yeah. we were just reading about Madison week in week out for Leicester because obviously they were playing well, he was playing well. Yeah, teams have quite down a bit for him and well, and them as a team. Mm. The the goal as well in this. Oh, Milojevic, Milojevic, take a bow. But Palace won a game without Wolf Sahar. That must be the first time in their history. It must be. It honestly must be. <laughs> like that is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Wolves Bournemouth. Wolves winning two nil, and Wolves have won three consecutive top flight games for the first time since March nineteen eighty. Good result this for Wolves, obviously, because I know we've said it every week at the moment. But Bournemouth have been in good form this season. Maybe not so much recently, but still a solid team. And Wolves seem to have. Turned around because obviously he started well, then they just kind of dropped off a bit. But it seems like they're getting going again now, so looking good. Yeah, definitely so. And Newcastle went and got a win against Huddersfield. What? I know. Rafa's picking up the points. Um, Huddersfield haven't scored more than once in their 13 Premier League home games. The last team to have a longer run was Derby in this 2007-8 season, which was 14 games. Yeah, that must be the record season for Derby, was it with the low points of nine? I'm assuming. It was indeed. But yeah, well, um, I remember listening to something match the day that um, um, De Potra hasn't even scored a single goal from this. Their top goal, no, not one Huddersfield striker has scored a goal this so far this season. All the goals have been from midfield and defenders. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard that. Yeah. So. Aaron Moy is a top goal scorer, is he not? Probably just with two or something. Yeah, he's not that many. The goal's been coming from elsewhere, but that's concerning when you've not got a strike that's getting your goals. It's a bit... Who else is Mounier? They've got that young kid that they got from Monaco, but he's not really played much. Um, 
They definitely need to go out and spend some money in January just whether they can attract anyone decent enough yeah. to give them a bit of firepower because that's oh, they are lacking yeah. a striker. They really are. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Spurs Burnley left it really, 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 really late. Yeah, 93rd minute, I think it this was. Yeah. Good old Christian Eriksen. But Burnley have failed to register a single shot on target in this match, which makes it the third game they've failed to do so this season. Yeah. No one else in the Premier League have done so more than once. <sighs> Again, strikers are struggling at Burnley. Surprise, as well surprise as Man United have one of those teams. But... <laughs> hey, mate, Lukaku's touch... The centre circle oh, they cl- goes on target sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that, that must count as a shot then, yeah. But um, <laughs> to be fair, Sean Dyche was actually very um, positive about Burnley in his post-match interview for this, if I remember rightly. Then it was just because Spurs struggled to break down this Burnley team, really. Yeah, they did. did they, and they, it, did they, resort, a lot stronger. they resorted to just booting it up the pitch, then they got lucky, and Ericsson netted. It was just. Yeah. The, the only thing that concerns me is. Are Burnley now that concerned about the defence that they're giving up on attacking? I don't think it would be a case that they give up on attacking, like, but there's definitely issues in that team at the moment, though. I I just think they've been sussed. I think last season they played a style of football which teams weren't expecting and couldn't deal with, absorbing so much pressure and then just counting and just simply getting a goal. Um. And I think they've completely been sussed. I just, I can't think of anything else that, like, because it's it's not like the teams changed massively. No, not at all. Like, if anything, they brought people in. I, I think it's just case they've like, been sussed. I don't know, or they've just they got a bit lucky last season. The looks ran out. It's possibly, mm. but not registering a single shot on target for three games this season is a bit worrying. <sighs> Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, Watford Cardiff. This one was a cracker as well. 3 2. And it's Watford's first win in seven Premier League games since October. Drawn two. Watford obviously started the season very well as well, didn't they? Yeah, they they did. They were one of the 100 percenters. Yeah, they were. Yeah. This game, though. Just full of delightful goals. Oh god, yeah, there were some absolute hits in this game. Yeah, I love Della the Fails goal. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Quality. these little run then... through, skips two plays and just slots yeah. it against um, Neil Effery. Yeah, oh, great goal, quality. And then <laughs> Hoylet. We, it's really ironic this because when Hoylet scored that goal against Wolves a couple of weeks back, yeah. Where it it was sort of on the turn and just hit it and it flew into Bends top corner. Top in, yeah, yeah. That that was his first goal of the season, and we were saying if he's gonna score goals like that, like let him keep coming. And his second goal of the season is pretty much identical. <laughs> is he gonna be on you, Decore? I think he is. Hoyler has got some techers. <laughs> Passed it on because obviously it's Watford Decore's team. He's done it against them, so. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, then it's again, just, it's, it's just um, being space jammed by Hoyle at Decore. That's I mean, <laughs> an analogy again. Kapu has got Decore's ability this season, I think. Yeah, true. Yeah. Etienne Kapu just absolutely drills him from wherever he wants. Kapu. 
The poor just assists screamers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fulham West Ham. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Standard 2 0 win for West Ham, really, weren't Nothing it? really that exciting. Fulham are rubbish at the moment. West Ham just played better and got two goals, pretty much, yeah. Well, West Ham are coming into yeah. a good run of form. Won four consecutive Premier League games for the first time since that amazing season they had. Yeah. Back in uh, 2014, like that's that's quite astonishing, really, considering it's nearly been four years—well, over four years—since they've won four consecutive Premier League games. Yeah, it's yeah, that's big. Yeah, <laughs> big. But they're looking good. They've got Anderson, who's in fine oh, form. Yeah, he is. They're finding a good balance in that midfield, now, yeah, which is helping them. Why? Well, like they're really gelling together Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And obviously, Hernandez is in some fine form as Chikorito. well. Indeed. Uh, Brighton just lost out 2 1 against Chelsea. And here's a fun fact for okay. you Chelsea may have got beat by Wolves and lost the 100% record of many moons ago. Yeah. But um, Chelsea do actually still hold a 100% win record. But it's only across seven meetings between yeah. Chelsea and Brighton, and they've won them all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a hundred percent win record. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> that, that's the only one I've got for you for that. Fair one, enough. But it counts, it, I guess. It, it, it was a good game from uh, Chelsea. They were playing the almighty um, everyone out of their positions. Let's just see yeah. what happens, kind of game. Um, but it worked yeah. again. Like you can't really argue. No, not at all, mate. Not at all. Like Hazard in that false nine, he's look, he's looking better and better week in week out. Um, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Chelsea to get B, so everyone brings up the whole Kante needs to be in the holding <laughs> role again. Because Jorginho has, he has games where he's very good, but then again, like Bert Leno, he has games where he just can't seem to keep up. Yeah, I get. I, I see where you come like, from with that as well. No, where he is really, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's weird. I'm on a football pitch. What? What's going on here? What, what's this ball? What shirts? This, this is a Chelsea <laughs> shirt. Oh, I thought it was a Carlisle shirt. Oh. If you ever sign Jorginho, I will eat my own toes. Bet I could run Football Manager. I don't doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> I need, please, a game of the week from you, if that's all right, my love. My love? All right, my, my love. love. Southampton Arsenal. You're going for Southampton Arsenal? Yeah, mate. I wanted to go for Southampton Arsenal. Wounded. You should have, shouldn't have offered me the question first. You just answered it yourself. God damn it. I'm, I'm going to go Watford Cardiff then. Okay. And I'm purely going for Watford Cardiff because the fans it's... have been amazing. You've heard them tonight. They've been amazing this season. Mm. <laughs> yeah, valid reason. Valid reason. Yeah, it is. I love my Neil Warnock. To be fair, he wasn't too happy this week. He was. He wasn't too happy with Troy Deeney, if I remember rightly. Yeah, Troy Meany. Yeah. <laughs> and what about a one to watch from you as well? Please? Well, I want to go for two relegation candidates in this match. Can you Ooh. guess? Can you guess who they are? Um, is it a Saturday game? Yes. Three o'clock kickoff. 
It's not a free cock kick off. It's not a free cock. Is it not? It's Saturday game, but not three o'clock. Oh, Saturday game, but not three. Oh, oh, is it? Oh no, I don't know. Two, two relegation candidates. Yeah, Cardiff and Man U. <laughs> I was thinking Huddersfield, Southampton, or Newcastle, Fulham. <laughs> That's good. You got me there. <laughs> you got me. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> oh, who do I go for? Um, I'm liking the look of Chelsea Leicester. Okay, well, go for that then. But I'm I'm actually going to go Wolves Liverpool. Because they're both in good form. Yeah, Wolves are in some decent form. They're at home. So maybe they could peg Liverpool back. I don't know. But yeah, Wolves Liverpool is mine. Okay. Friday, Friday night game. Oh, Friday night game. Yeah. Under uh, the lights. Under the lights. Indeed. But that is everything from us this week. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by finding us on Twitter, by finding the handle <laughs> at Footy Foundry. Yes, or you can find us on the Facebooks. Football Foundry. Or you can go to our pretty little website. www.thefootballfoundry.com And a huge thank you to our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. They are a podcasting network that has a whole host of football or soccer ball, however you want to say it podcast to suit your needs you can find them on twitter by searching for at bgn fm the bgn oh FM. yeah oh i've not made a mistake on that bit in ages what <laughs> once a week you always forget a the somewhere <laughs> uh, sorry bgn <laughs> please please don't cut us <laughs> Oh, and finally, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the USL, MLS, and US Soccer. You can get yourself Ball. a custom scarf for your team at where? Roughneckscarves.com. Yes. I, I panicked then because I almost forgot what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, at oh, where? I was building up the suspense. All oh, right, you're just making me doubt myself as to what yes. I just said. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's that's it from us. Um, so would you like to say goodbye, Matt, and wish everyone a Merry Christmas? Goodbye, Matt, and wish everyone a very happy Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you have a lovely Christmas, and we'll be with you next week. <laughs> Had to squeeze it in. I somewhere. knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I was like, when's he going to do it? At the very end or during? <laughs> this podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.